Jackson live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Lincoln, are you shocked that you've gotten this far without anybody asking you about all the rumors this week? I'm just saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about it, so I might as well. Um, I mean, it's nonstop. I mean, it's it's every day. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Kerry. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Can and I ask you? Next question. <laughs> He's not a liar. Well, not going to LSU. But what is? Somebody asked the question, how about USC? Not going to LSU. <laughs> That's like, kidding me? Hey, Media brethren, we failed. Yeah. You forgot to ask the follow-up question. Yeah, Maybe it was asked. Kind of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing when he got, you know, he was, he yes. wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> That's but, right, it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the verbiage? I can't remember. Yeah, he was. He had been uh, immu- immunized, immunized or whatever. Immunized, yeah. Ur- and uh, Aaron, does that mean that you've been vaccinated? Well, no. <laughs> That's all you had to do. I'm not going to LSU, but give me another three-letter school. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that Ed, real quick here, at least for a little bit. Um, Spencer Rattler on the market now as well. Yeah, everybody. The By the way, Trayon Webb, who's a Trinity Christian uh, kid, he he too is leaving Oklahoma. He's yeah. decommitted um, from Oklahoma, so not leaving it. He never got there. But mm-hmm. and they're losing some big time recruits. Hmm. Billy Napier. We'll get to Riley in, in, in a moment, but Billy Napier obviously gets hired. Thank goodness for the Gators. They fire a coach on Sunday during the Jags game. At least give us some entertainment. They hire a coach on Sunday. Give us some entertainment. Next week I'll be at LA. But if the game gets out of hand, at least you can tune over to the introductory press conference for Billy Napier. Now we're talking. So let's just make Gator news or some other news every Sunday. I like that. Just at least for an alternative option. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of so some people like the Monday Night Football game. Some people like Eli yeah, and Peyton. Right. You know, <laughs> tweets their own. Give it to us. Yeah, I like uh, that. Do you like the Nap? You're not a big fan of the Napier hire. You're a Gator fan, Casey. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a Gator fan anymore. I was. <laughs> oh no. So we're good because of the Napier hire. Yeah. I mean, how just, can you hate it that much? It's just ridiculous. Is that at this good point. pedigree? Like, who'd you want? Any, I don't know, a dude that doesn't have an 85 recruiting class when the guy you're firing had a 46th recruiting class. And go ahead, please tell me how he recruited Alabama. I'm sure he's the reason all those big players came to Alabama. Well, I think sure it had nothing to do with Nick Saban or the championships. I, I, I'm just saying one's Florida and one's Louisiana. Florida should never be 46th or whatever. Louisiana maybe should be 85th. Yeah, but I, I read off a whole list of names that were Toledo's that. recruiting better than him, Central Michigan. I mean, come on. Yeah, um... I, I understand that, but he's also in the Sun Belt Championship. Does that help? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. His team is now. But uh, yeah. I no, think, I'm good. I, I think this guy's going to be good. He's got a good pedigree. A lot of people have wanted him. I think this will be good. I'm going to say the same thing, though, I said about Dan Mullen. And Mullen turned out to be probably more instantaneously better than I thought he'd be yeah. for the Gators. I still don't know if Napier's a guy that's going to win big for you. When, when you're at Florida, you want to win big. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know. That's really hard to tell, right? I mean, he's been to Louisiana. He's got a good record. He's won big there, 39-12, and 12, I think it is. He's 42. He's got the Dabo pedigree, the Nick Saban pedigree. I mean, he's been around big programs. He's a Southeast guy. He'll recruit. I mean, quarterback's going to be the key. Can he get them? The coordinators will be the key. Do they open up the checkbook? Uh, sounds like they will. Uh, so all those things, and the facilities are better. Playing in the, the, he's going into... The toughest SEC that's ever existed soon. Yeah. Because you got Oklahoma and Texas going in as well. Mm-hmm. And and other teams are getting better, and now they're a little bit 
more refreshed than they've been maybe in the last five to eight years. From Kentucky's no longer a walkover to South Carolina all of a sudden winning some games, and that guy's doing a good job, and uh, Tennessee thinks they're on something. Less hype will go to Oklahoma. Arkansas is doing Arkansas things. Uh, Arkansas. Or Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kansas. They, they, they were a pleasant surprise this year, I thought, overall. So I, I, it's a really tough thing now. And so you uh -huh. got, I, again, I'm leery. I'm just going to be honest with you, and I could be wrong on this, and everybody, I, I think the college football world changes. I don't think it's, the one thing about college football, folks, and again, I grew up in Rhode Island, so I'm not this, like, old school, uh, you know, college football guy, and this is the way it's always been done. And while there are trends of everything's always been done a certain way, I do think the games change, right? And, yeah. and things change. And... I'm a little concerned for Gator fan about the Mullen firing and move. He had one pretty darn good for three years. And so if Scott Strickland's talking about sustainability, when you lose for like a month and a half, I'm not sure that's a big enough indication to me that you're no longer a good coach and the program's not going to be great. Now, there are plenty of indications that recruiting was never going to be top-notch and also it wasn't feeling good in Gainesville. And that can do a lot to a college program. I understand that. I'm just telling you, I'm not all on board the firing of Mullen and moving on. I, I think it's a little bit of dangerous because I saw what happened the last time they did this stuff. McElwain and Muschamp didn't get it done. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a little concerned on that front. Uh, Napier's probably a very good option for them. And I love the, the now the dynamic. And remember now, I'm not a Gator. I'm not a Noel. I'm not any of those. Uh, but I love the dynamic that he was in LSU's backyard, and they don't go get him. Yeah. And Florida does. And so it'll be very interesting to watch that, uh, you know, kind of go up against each other for the next handful of years and see who was right on the Napier front. That's interesting in itself. So it's crazy. My One of my really good friends who I played football with in college is the deputy athletic director at Louisiana. Oh, okay. So, so he's like the assistant pretty much. Yeah, so, Cajun, so, so like So uh, I've seen, I've heard him talk about, you know, Coach Napier before and everything, like what he has to say about him. And w what I gather every time he speaks about him is that this guy is super detail-oriented. I like, like that. A, like a CEO type of guy. That's what Florida needs, I think, more than anything. You know, you have to be able to recruit. I mean, that's one of the biggest things in college football. We'll see how he does with recruiting, right? I mean, like you said, Casey, yeah, you recruit Alabama, but the name, the prestige, the chance to go to the NFL, like, those are all big contributions to go to Alabama. We'll see how he does in the recruiting aspect of it. But I think a guy that really essentially built Louisiana from nothing, ground up, and did it his way, the way that he learned under Nick Saban, I think you like that right now, um, you know, if you're a Gator fan. I get it's not the sexiest name. It's not the name that makes you go, oh, we're going to the National Championship anytime soon. But I think it's the name that you need right now more than anything. Yeah, I think you it's know? good. Listen, I, I like Scott Strickland a lot. There's a lot of pressure on this hire, too, because he didn't go out and have the whole search. He mm -hmm. basically said, that's my guy, and I like him. Mm -hmm. And let's go get him. Mm -hmm. And so, listen, going to get the guy that you covet is always a big deal. Like, that's important. But when it opens your door for criticism down the road when you didn't really look elsewhere, sure, you know? Sure. So you got to be careful of that, and hopefully it's a home run hire. Listen, I, I think Napier will be, will be good. Um, I don't know if he'll be great, and I don't know if there's enough evidence. It's all blind faith to know if he'll be great, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you could say that just about anybody uh, in the coaching ranks, and we'll see if he is and going to win big in a very tough SEC. Meanwhile, the, the Lincoln-Riley one, to me, is... Is, is, is a, it got me in my feelings a little bit. And again, I'm not an Oklahoma guy, USC guy, whatever. But this feels slimy to me. Yeah. This this one felt 
this one didn't feel right. I didn't he see just this signed happening a six-year, $45 million deal last year. And this is my problem. Like, I understand there's no loyalty in sports. Contracts are meant to be broken. I mean, they committed to him almost, what, $8 million a year? And meanwhile, he goes into living rooms and everybody else says, hey, we're going to be here. And, uh, you know, yeah, we want your kid here at Oklahoma. We're going to win championships and Heisman trophies and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go that great this year. It's a little disconnected. USC comes in and it's like, all right, we're going to USC. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. It's part of the business, but it just doesn't feel right. This one feels weird. It was done in darkness almost. It happened overnight, which did it really happen overnight? I mean, all I didn't. I don't like the feel of this one. This to me doesn't make me warm and fuzzy about Lincoln Riley at all, and I'm rooting against him at USC. I think. No, I mean, I'm I'm extremely surprised that we've gotten to this point now with him going to to USC. Have you, have you been to Los Angeles though? You've been there. You've been to Los Angeles? Going this weekend. It's got to be nicer than Oklahoma, right? He's going to say that. Um, absolutely. You know, I'm surprised because it seemed like he had a great thing going to Oklahoma. I, I would have been less surprised if he went to the NFL. You know, like I thought yeah, me too. That, that was always to on the me, table. To me, that doesn't feel his, as yeah, weird. Because right? like his, his way to, you know, well, this year is kind of an exception, but get the best out of his quarterback, right? To, to mold them into a, a professional quarterback. You didn't get that this year with Spencer Rattler. We'll see going forward. But... You know, to me, this screams, and I don't know Lincoln Riley personally. I really don't know the guy at all. I don't know his story. Um, just judging by, like, how this whole thing shaped out, you're going to the SEC, right, where it just means more. You're on the Paul Feinbaum show every day. Like, it's it's just it, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure there. Is there anything more? And I don't want to knock the, the Pac-12 too much, but is there any better situation than going to the Pac-12 in terms of the road to the college football playoff? Like, let's be yeah. honest. Next year... Theoretically, I mean, and what are they going to expand the the playoff next year or not? Well, not next that year, point, but down the following year. Okay. I mean, yeah, you got Georgia, you got your Alabama's. Does A and M make it? Well, whatever. But there's LSU, the, LSU, Florida. But there's a, the, there's always schools that that you like out of the SEC. Absolutely. Oregon, maybe. Oregon, Stanford. Eh, this year, yeah, Oregon. No, the Pac-12 is a cakewalk. Yeah. So if you build it. No, if you do build it, right? So one could wonder. Like, did you get cold feet at the altar and be like, oh, I don't want to, you know, the SEC, that's going to be, I mean, week in, week out, that's a war. Yeah. Like, and you got to show up. I don't want to maybe get exposed. I don't want to have losing seasons. I don't want to, I want to go to the, you know, the West Coast. And I don't want to say coast through, you know, seasons, but it's a lot easier of a schedule. Yeah. But listen, I think, I don't think he's running scared, but I do think he's making a business decision of, yeah, I got a better chance to win national titles and end up in that Final Four yeah. going here. Now, yeah. we're going to get to a playoff, which means Oklahoma, even in SEC, if they don't win it, could probably get to the playoff. But there's more friction. That's what you're getting at. And so I think he made this decision. Now, listen, everybody loves the USC job. And, again, this is the old guard talking about USC. Casey, have you, Texas, been to LA? have you been to LA before? Going this weekend. Listen, I understand the lure of USC. In Oklahoma? I understand the lure of Texas. Good. Good. Why can't anybody win at either place? <laughs> Why can't they win if it's such a great job? So I think uh, Texas or you. Uh, yeah. Like, so I think I hear about in yeah. college football, ever since I've been involved, again, New England guy, you know, go to Ohio, Louisiana, so LSU, been down in the Southeast now since 2008, college football, college football, man, or USC. USC. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, I see the list of I've been there. Yeah. I've been on campus. Like, it's pretty impressive. It's awesome. Like, I understand. It's L.A. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, then why hasn't anybody won since Pete Carroll? In Texas, I get it. They got all this money. They want to win. They all this stuff. Well, te- why doesn't anybody win since Vince Young? So I think Texas, you know, it's two different things. Texas, I think, in terms of the recruiting battle, you got to deal with Baylor. You got to deal with Texas Tech. You got to deal with A&M. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of in-state rivalries. Now, like back in the day, it was Texas and everybody. Like, and then the, the under tiers, right? Like when it was Vince Young, oh, it was Texas. Like, it was just Gore, Texas. Gore, Texas meant something, right? Yeah. That, that was back with Mac Brown and everybody. Those days are gone. Absolutely. Now, right? Like, now it's, you have, I mean, TCU hey, was TCU, big for Texas a while. Texas A&M? Yeah. Not Texas Tech, but not Oklahoma Texas will come in and steal guys. No, for sure. So, like. Houston? So, the, the, the name <laughs> Texas, yeah, for sure. Houston's kind of like the state so, of Florida. So, um, that's SMU? Happened. I mean, they get some, yeah. So, like, I think, you know, the, the luster, it's kind of like Florida State a little bit, where Texas just kind of lost its luster. It wasn't really that cool for, to, to go to and play for. I think with USC, I, I, I can't put a finger on that one. Uh, I really can't because in terms of the Pac-12, that to me is probably the most enticing school to go to. There is history. Then there's scandal there as well, but well, universities have scandal these days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so there's scandal. There's tradition. Uh, there's great talent out of there. I have no idea why USC can't make it work. Yeah, so here's what I've always said about it, okay? And I understand. Listen, you can give me all the reasons. I get it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm telling you is when you can't – you have multiple coaches – and you can't win in these places, is it really as good a job as you say it is? Mm. That's what I want you to just think about. You might still say yes, and you might be right, but is it really as good as you say it is if you can't win in a place through three, four coaching cycles and over a decade of time? Well, we're about to find out. This guy won at Oklahoma. Mm. Lincoln Riley is supposed to be one of the hot guys and great coaches. <sighs> that outdoor fireplace he's about to have? <laughs> and, oh, man, I can't wait to it. It'll Lincoln. rival mine and Kingsbury. Especially when he goes to Oklahoma, back to Oklahoma. Is, Kingsbury's not going to leave just for the outdoor fire pit. <laughs> yeah, what was that about, by the way, I the know. whole Kingsbury Yeah, thing. I doubt it. But I just... <sighs> we'll see. Now, my point being, if he can't win there, can we at least have the conversation that USC might not be as good a job as everybody says it is? That's it. That's all I want to do is have that conversation that if Lincoln Riley can't do it and we go on 15 years plus without winning and, and really a cakewalk of a Pac-12, relatively speaking, to other places, sure. then then it's not as good as you all say it is. That's okay. a, And again, That's I'm fair. not saying it's not, mm-hmm. but I want to be proven. Like, people go win. Yeah. Like, if you don't win at a place and you're – I mean, either that or the – here's my other thought. Is your administration just sucks yeah. at hiring. Mm. It's either one of two things. That job's not as good as it used to be, or your administration's terrible at finding coaches. I can't wait till Lincoln Riley goes to Cal- to L.A. and he he becomes L.A. Because like I always oh, thought yeah. like Lincoln Riley is more like this blue collar type of young guy that's good. Looks like he's he got off the farm. Oh, bro, you just wait. He's gonna go to California. He's gonna get up to get up those Drew Brees uh, implants in his hair a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Full full head of hair. It's gonna be looking great, man. I can't he's- wait. What, he's going to dye it blonde or something, slick back? Oh, I can't wait. He's guaranteed going to win a national championship at USC. Really? You think so? 100%. Put right. it down now? Yeah, that's fine. It, it, by the way, mm. do you think... I don't know when, though. Does but he become guaranteed. like the evil guy a little bit with this move in college football? People don't like this. Like, people... Again, I, I, I don't care about Lincoln Riley at all. Like, if that's his best move for the family, well, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. But it just feels weird on the heels of a six-year extension just a year ago. And again, we're in a world where you tell kids, hey, I'm going to promise you this, I'm going to promise... And then we vilify the kids. All the coaches vilify the kids for transferring in the transfer portal. Well, you got a guy that is winning, 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 signs an extension, People commit to him, and now you got all these decommits saying now they're looking for a new school to go to. 
Like, that's the nature of the business sometimes. I get it. But this one feels a little bit different because you know why? It feels very lateral. Like, you're already at a big-time program. True. You know, NFL would feel different. Why? Because I want to go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Right? That's okay. We would be fine. Mm -hmm. We would have. I wouldn't be having this conversation. It'd, it'd be but, like Matt Rule going to TCU. Like, why? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah I don't get so... I, I think, and maybe I'm just alone here, but I feel like he's now like the villain of college football a little bit. I think people are going to root against Lincoln Riley. Do you think if he was playing in a college football playoff or like they're in contention, he would have went to USC? Because like to me, it's hard to fathom. Like to me, the season was a disappointment. Spencer Rattler wasn't who you thought he was. Yeah. Which and is and on no, you a little bit. No, it's definitely on you. Yeah. But, like, I just feel like it's like, ah, it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Well, let me wash my hands and go to California. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Glenn says, have you seen the SC cheerleaders, Brent? And my answer is yes. I was there for a game day. So Good. <laughs> I, I good. understand. I don't know. Good. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, but. I feel, yeah, probably good. I mean, I, Oklahoma I, I, I saw yeah, Riley I walk off the plane it. with kids and a family. I think he's okay. <laughs> they got that wagon. <laughs> just. <laughs> going around the field, Boomer Sooner nonstop. Yeah. My favorite is when they uh, when he left and people were posting that little video of the wagon falling over. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's but, tough. I mean, by the way, college football is better if USC is back in it. I think Oklahoma will always be relevant, too. Like, yeah. I, they, they got to find somebody, but they'll find somebody. But uh, am I wrong, though, Brent? Like, I don't know. M maybe I'm naive because I'm on the East Coast. Like, the fandom and, like, the tradition, doesn't Oklahoma have USC beat? Like, uh, the, in terms of fan support, in terms of just college football It's a weird thing. Like environments? If you, if you grew up... Now, listen, by the way, Oklahoma and Nebraska have a rich tradition as well. Yeah. Like, no doubt, they, they always have. Texas fits, and mm -hmm. you name your schools. I mean, when you're talking about the Blue Bloods of college football, they're in the conversation. Yeah. But USC has always hit different. I mean, again, okay. L.A., California, I the mean, sun. Like, yeah. it, it, it does. It, there's something different about it. And... Uh, I understand that, but I also would say, did like, you see we know why Nebraska's not winning. You know why Nebraska's not winning? It's because the game has really changed, and there's nothing around Nebraska to recruit. Like, mm -hmm. there are probably six good players in Nebraska that can play there, sure. which means you've got to go all over the place. Well, Oklahoma, no, that's not the problem. Oklahoma's got good high school football, first of all, and then they got Texas, they Texas right there that you can go get. they got Louisiana you can go get. Now, California, they have no excuses not to be good at USC. California is an unbelievable state to recruit. Mm -hmm. Plus, throw in Nevada and Arizona where you can dip into, and even Texas you dip into. There's no excuse why they've been this poor uh, in terms of on the national scene at USC other than bad coaching hires, I yeah. guess. So maybe they got it right this time. Uh, Nebraska's number one uh, prospect for this class is going to Oregon, by the way. Yeah, yeah you, that makes sense. You, you, you know? can't lose your in-state guys. Well, you can't. Like, well, that's, that's why true. Wisconsin has success, because, like, it means something to go to Wisconsin. That's You're not going to lose point. your in-state guys. Yeah. Simply it, aren't going to do that. But Nebraska, in fairness to them, like, almost every other state has more in-state guys than Nebraska. Yeah. You know, if you think about, like, Louisiana, Ohio, Wisconsin, yeah. I think there's better, Pennsylvania. There's just I mean, better overall football there. I, I get the whole city thing, like, yeah, L.A. for sure, over Oklahoma. But, like, in terms of fandom, I don't know. I, I feel like you have a pretty good thing there in Oklahoma. I don't I do, too. And maybe, I don't know. Listen, some people get tired of it. Then don't sign the six-year $45 million deal, I guess. I yeah. mean, I mean did, you, did, you see the, the, did you see the, the King Stanley Cup parade? 20 people <laughs> showed up to that thing? Because they had other things to do? 
Well, what's USC going to do? I, I agree with what you said. I didn't really think about it much. Is that he doesn't feel like an L.A. guy. No, not at all. He really doesn't. I can't wait till he turns heel. Now, if we can just get Lane Kiffin and go to Miami. Oh, Prince. You want to talk about the college football season? About college football seasons? Is Lane Kiffin going to go to LSU? Well, there is. What, well, what yeah, the heck is LSU doing if he's not? I saw him trolling. Yeah. I mean, they let other coaches get hired, and they've had the open the lo- opening the longest. Can you see Lane Kiffin? I mean, I don't think was he. He was at USC, right? Or what was the? He was yes. At USC. Yeah. But like Lane Kiffin seems like a USC guy. No, Jack Del Rio, USC Jack guy. Del Rio. Absolutely. Lincoln Riley does not seem like a USC guy. I'll give you something else. Pete Carroll is more USC than Lincoln Riley feels yes, USC. Absolutely. Even as an older guy. Yeah. You don't think so? Nah. You don't see that? No. I, I, Lincoln Riley's going to wear a cowboy hat when he gets introduced <laughs> to the, as, a, as a Trojans coach. I got to see more pictures with Lincoln Riley in shades, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's young and hip, kind of. I don't know. Ah. He's going to bring his hipness from Oklahoma. I feel like he's a country boy. Hey, you saw that jet he got off of? That wasn't country Yeah, it was at all. not country oh, at all. Was, that was, play. There's a lot of money being thrown around. Right there. LSU's, I mean, I think you can make the case that LSU's a better job than USC. People don't want to hear that. But yeah. LSU, man, they throw everything at you, and it's right there. And it is, But they've got a lot of friction True. in the SEC. And you're guaranteed to get fired in four years when you don't beat Alabama. Well, but you will well, at USC, too, if you don't win. Well, yeah, but, but you can win by Alabama default. Yeah, saying, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, Spencer Rattler, hopefully you go to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, back to the NFL and also Tiger Woods. Uh, will he ever play again? He has an answer for us. I love it. Maybe brighten up my day on a Monday. <laughs> we'll be back on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. 2 to play, 6-3, Ravens on top, Ravens with three timeouts, and the pass is intercepted by Lamar Jackson. He threw it to the middle of the field, and Grant Delpit was able to reel it in, and the Browns have excellent field position, and they're streaming out onto the field, celebrating with their defense. Big, I forgot about that. Big Grant Delpit guy right here, bro. <laughs> I want him here. You wanted know, him here second round. Okay, so Grant Delpit picks off a pass last night. Oh, I was triggered. In the pick frenzy, only Baltimore. Well, not only Baltimore. Just can you imagine how bad the Jags would have lost yesterday if they threw four picks, like in any game, and freaking Baltimore wins? I know. <laughs> I mean, I think the previous stat was like 0 for 52. Yeah. Teams that threw four picks in a game, and they were bad. I mean, it wasn't like oh, the receiver. No. Hey, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I'll, I'll give Lamar Jackson credit, but Lamar Jackson. He, he can be so, so good. But then he does have bad days. Like, I mean, he can really play bad first halves and stuff. Like, he's had those. This year he's had a couple of them, really. But at least after the game, he's like, he basically was like, why are you interviewing me? I sucked so bad. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't wait to go watch a film. I'm trying not to say something I shouldn't say. Yeah. And so I appreciate that out of him. Meanwhile, like, Mike Tirico is like, let's go down to the star of the game, Lamar Jackson. The star <laughs> of the game threw four picks. <laughs> Like, it, there is a little bit about Lamar gutsy Jackson. Gutsy effort, a gutsy performance. Like, Lamar Jackson is such a human highlight reel that we overdo it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, Lamar Jackson runs for 12 yards and Chris Collinsworth's out of his mind. It's like, <laughs> dude, he ran for 12 yards. Yeah, but it's the way that it looks, though, man. He's so smooth with it, Brent. Come on. He's like, oh, he's just, I, I mean, it's just so over the top. Oh, have some. Hey, you're, are you a little bitter, though? You're a yes. little bitter because we're not, we don't have that no, guy right here? No, I'm not right bitter here. about Lamar Jackson. A little bitter. I'm bitter of the fact that they can throw four picks and get a win, yeah. and this franchise can't get a W like ever. Oh, yeah. Interception, it's game over. 
One interception, one turnover. But yes, to answer your question, I'm bitter. Like, yeah. I wanted, I want everybody's favorite team right now to lose. Sure. I want everybody to feel miserable. Well, and you want well, where if you throw four interceptions that you lose the game because that's what the NFL guys yes. should. Yeah. And also, I picked Cleveland in the fight for the Fedor. Well, sorry about that. It, ha it happens in bunches, though. By the way, in know? fantasy, we had a heck of a battle going on. We, <laughs> even we were both Such awful in fantasy football. I don't and even know what to do anymore. He had fantasy. the defense. Yeah. For the Ravens going. Yeah. I was up by like three points going into last night. I had Justin Tucker. He had the defense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a so, good battle, but Justin Tucker won the day for me. By the I, way. I don't know about fantasy. I mean, by the way, check the uh, projected playoffs right now. Guess who slid into that fourth spot? I'm out, right? I'm not even in yeah, it. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My last three weeks, there's... there's hey, Chris Godwin. Hey, sorry, Brett. Hey, Chris Godwin, though. <laughs> 2.7 points? No, minus, I think hey. it was, wasn't it? No, I, I, oh, we got the last side. You want to hear this one? <laughs> I switched Fournette for Godwin and Daly. Wow. Well, good for you with that one. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, I don't know, Bullock, zero points kicking for Tennessee. What's Tennessee doing, you know? Bullock got me a zero the other week as well. So, yeah, Tennessee's not any good. And then Jalen Hurts, yeah, you know, you're, you're hurt. I get you it. Played him and Daly. Jalen Hurts. Hurt. He's hurt? Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's banged up. Yeah, he can be bad, too. Huh. Could be the Gardner Minshew show. Easy, because um, Daniel Jones is knocking her socks off. Daniel Jones beat the Eagles, <laughs> all right? Easy. Yeah. Not sure it was for him? you to go here. Sure it was him with the Saquon Barkley. <laughs> and by the way, Brent, I say this every single week. I watched a lot of that, because, that, I mean, implications, obviously. Yeah. I watched a lot of that Giants game. Can you stop running the ball with Daniel Jones, please, and stop letting – I'm not even – it's like it's getting to the point where I'm going to file a grievance. Because you're asking for, for problems here with Daniel Jones. Give it to Saquon. Mm. Give it more to Saquon. But, but congratulations on the fantasy victory. Uh, yeah, the, I will say this. Fantasy football, this is how bad it is on my fantasy football team right now. My team mm -hmm. is worse than the Jags offense. Yeah. And I still won yesterday. You still won. I mean, I've, I've not been, I've got off to a great start. I'm, I'm in first place, but I have not been good the last few weeks. Can someone, I did not watch the game. How and does Chris Godwin only have... You, yeah, you say that. He fumbled and Tom was done with him. Cincinnati, he wouldn't throw him the ball. Listen, 38 points for, for the Bucks and Brady has like 11 fantasy points. Oh, I know. 41 points for Cincinnati, and Jamar Chase has like five so, fantasy points. Was the, How's yeah. that even possible? It was the, it was the Fournette show. Yeah. And Justin Joe Tucker's Mixon, yeah. my leading scorer. By the way. Oh, you, but how about the catch by Odell Beckham? Say, that was yeah. huge. Better, better <laughs> son at Odell Beckham Jr. and Edible Arrangement real quick, because that, uh, that, that was the win for you right I there. I will tell you, I mean. Was that long pass? I should really play in like five fantasy leagues. It's the only thing that keeps me going oh, no, on the Sunday That's why I'm in three of them That's why I'm in four, yeah. And I'm winning them except this were you the one that dropped Miles Gaskin? Was oh yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, got him off my team. <laughs> Wasn't no, I, no. I, 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 I know he's doing well right now. He's absolutely yeah. crushing it. Incredible. Didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't like his behavior. Didn't like his mindset. Not not right for Team Lane here. Yeah. Well, I, since I've had him, I think I'm three and zero. So I really appreciate. Yeah. That. Well, sometimes the Jaguars cut Leonard Fournette. He has four touchdowns too. So I don't know what yeah. you want me to tell you. All right. I'm, I'm Listen, happy with Daryl Henderson. I am so happy for Leonard Fournette. And by that the way. guy from New Orleans who got me. 2.7 points. Jones. T. Jones Jr. Yeah, I don't even know his first name. I don't care about his first name. I'm going to talk uh, Tiger Woods in a moment. Troy. Um, even on a football Tony? Monday, just because I love Tiger Woods. And he talked for the first time in like nine months oh, since the accident. Oh, you're, you're gushing, aren't you? I am a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. The Fournette stuff mm -hmm. is for, good for Fournette. Mm -hmm. I've said this before. Fournette would not do this in Jacksonville. Fournette was not mature enough in Jacksonville. 
Fournette goes to Brady and, and the Bucks. He makes them better. He turns his career around. But that would not have happened here. This would have been too toxic for Fournette. He wasn't ready for that. He wasn't. He seriously was not mature enough. I think he's kind of admitted it. All you have to do is watch what he says. Yeah. And and Brady has made him better. The Bucks have made him better. And now you're seeing a guy blossoming. Good for him. But, yeah. But listen. Sitting here and talking about Leonard Fournette and, uh, oh, my gosh, a former Brett. No, nah, listen, James Robinson, worry more about James Robinson not getting the ball enough and less about what Fournette's doing because he wouldn't be doing that here, not to this degree. No, for sure. Um, you know, Fournette, when he was here, he was counted on to be the, the leader um, of the team, it seems like, especially on offense. You go to, to Tampa Bay, guys like Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Cameron. You know, I mean, there's just a laundry list of leaders and veteran guys in that team. You didn't have to be the leader. All you had to do is be the running back. And it shows when he was in that position, uh, he's doing pretty well with it. Yeah. Uh, quick thought on Tiger Woods. Uh, by the way, he'll be at the Hero World Challenge uh, this week. Press conference in the morning. But he talked to Golf Digest. I wonder if they paid him for that, if he's got a relationship with Golf Digest. It's exclusive. It's good. It's About a heck that. of a get. Uh, Jason Sobel said this. This is what he said in an interview with uh, Golf Digest. I think something that is realistic is playing the tour one day, never full-time ever again, mm -hmm. but pick and choose, just like Mr. Ben Hogan did. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's my reality. I understand it, and I accept it. After my back fusion, I had to climb Mount Everest one more time. I had to do it, and I did. This time around, I don't think I'll have the body to climb Mount Everest, and that's okay. I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Some of the parts of uh, his interview. So... He's going to try to play again competitively is what it sounds like. He's getting around. I saw him walking into the interview. We mm -hmm. saw him swinging recently. So Tiger Woods is going to play golf again, probably competitively. But it's interesting to hear him say not even, he doesn't think basically he's going to win another major because the, the Mount Everest, getting back on top of the mountain, was the major. Yeah. And he doesn't think he's going to play to that degree. He's going to go play and have fun and, and compete a little bit. But it looks like his expectations are super low coming off the car accident. What was the final diagnosis of the, the car accident? Oh, like man, I forget. Was, I mean, it was broken everything. The yeah, whole leg sure was nerve mangled pretty good. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I think a lot of people wondered, one, if he would walk again. Two, if he would be able to actually swing the golf club. Sure. Um, just with the movement, you yeah. know, and the motion. And if you looked at his swing that, that he posted like last week or something, it, it didn't look like it was that abnormal. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think if somebody had posted that video five years ago, I think it would look like Tiger Woods warming up. Yeah. So it's interesting that he's got the mobility in it like mm -hmm. that. But <laughs> but he's a little Humpty Dumpty now. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's been all he's been broken. And let put him use a golf together. cart. I don't even care. But <laughs> yeah. Let us let him use a golf cart. Yes. Special exemption. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that could that'd be interesting, right? If all of a sudden. Hey, I, I don't think they sign, will for this. Oh, no, but. no, I understand. But hey. If you have to sign a petition, I'll sign the petition, Brent. Um, so anyway, that's that's the update on Tiger Woods. Cool. Uh, which is great news for golf fans. Yeah. Uh, we'll see when he comes back. But he will compete again. I think that'll be a big moment. But I also think uh, he's while he's not retiring, mm -hmm. I think he's basically set the expectation like, hey, if you love me, don't plan on uh, me being like, number one in the world or on Ryder Cups. Or yeah, but maybe he's slow playing this, Brent. Maybe, maybe he's better than he's ever been before. It could. Expectations are... M maybe it's like that rookie... Uh, the, the movie R Rookie of the Year, Henry uh, Rodengardner, <laughs> when he yep. breaks his stuff <laughs> and then he comes back and throws like 90 miles per hour. Yes. Maybe Tiger Woods got in that accident and all of a sudden like his hip 
I don't know, mobility or like his hip pivot, whatever you use in golf, hips, core, yeah. maybe it's better than Activate ever before. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe the, the glutes got a big <laughs> upgrade, and now all of a sudden, like, he's crushing the bar. I never bar. understood, like, activating the glutes. It was a big joke, but it's like a real thing in golf. In golf? Now that I'm, like, in my mid-40s, I'm all set. it's not necessarily your glutes. I think it's, like, my the hips. Like, the hips move slow at, like, 8 in the morning, but by 10 o'clock, your hips can get going so a little fast. you're supposed to squeeze? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I just feel like you're, like, you're, uh, when you get a little older. Yeah. You're slow to get loose. Okay, I know for sure. So hey, I'm 34. I know. I I, I can I can. Especially when it gets cold I outside. I cannot relate to much with Tiger Woods, but I can it's relate over. to the uh, less activation of loose. <laughs> How about the silly money going around in Major League Baseball? You see, Corey Seager just signed 10-year, 325 million. Mm. Texas Rangers are spending 800. Is that money. real? I haven't oh, seen it. Brent, careful. No, no, no it's Careful passing. Now. It's passing. He just said it three minutes ago. Oh, okay. okay. Well, listen, Casey, I'm all over this stuff, man. I'm up to the up to the minute. It's up to the minute, Martin. I like that. Meanwhile, I'm just staring at Ben Wallace here. A picture of him surfaced at a Lakers slash Pistons game. And why does he look old? And now I feel old myself. I'm watching Spider-Man 2. Right. Wow. The, the, the newer one or the older ones? The old Tobey Maguire. Hey, really? Are the Mets crazy yeah. for paying that kind of money to Scherzer? No. Absolutely not. Are they crazy? No, not at all. It's baseball. You know, like... Dude's legit. No, he's Garrett really good. Garrett Cole gets yeah. $36 million a year. They paid him $43 million a year. He's 37. Yeah, but uh, this 37. is kind of a Mets thing, though, isn't it? Don't the Mets always kind of overpay and then... Yeah, yeah Yankees, how does that Mets, really, the Yankees aren't spending right now. Ooh, small ball for the Yankees? Small ball for the small Yankees. Ball? Well, they Money got ball? judged to lock up. Oh, so, good point. That would no. probably cost like $600 million. Is Stanton still... What's the deal on Stanton? Does he still play? I think he had more home runs than he <laughs> outs. We'll be back. Fred? Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Back to some football when we come back. Yeah, they fought their tails off. And, uh, you know, 84 is a really good player for them. And uh, they hurt us early. And then uh, offense, we moved the ball a little bit. Not uh, just no big plays, you know, just none. And then all of a sudden we started getting some. You know, this is uh, offensive football is a big play. You know, not many teams can drive a length of field without a hit here and there. And we had some hits and scored, so, you know, scored a couple times. I was really proud of Tavon and been in this league for a long time. I just love who he is, what he stands for, and he competes. And, and same with Treadwell. You know, we're for, you know, these guys are starting for the Jaguars now and they're competing their tails off. God bless him for competing. <laughs> oh, I, I love Hugh Brent Martineau. I, I love it. I didn't expect Urban Meyer to, like, settle into the losing so easily. Yeah. I think Why he's... Why am I more mad than Urban is? Because he's getting paid a lot more than you are. Yeah, but, I mean, my job doesn't depend on it. Yeah. Uh, the Do you think he's trying to salvage his locker room? Like, you think that's the biggest worry right now? Yeah, I... With, I uh, you listen, know, he doesn't want to lose guys. To be honest with you, we should probably give him a little bit of credit for not going crazy and understanding that there's this is going to be a bigger process mm -hmm. but i also think he can again we'll talk more about football five but he can be more in tune with what's going on in terms of james robinson playing and other things and also more upset at things like are you kidding me like we can't line up or we're not running the right routes or we're not really? doing this like things that are very coachable and we're here in late november and we're still talking about like if i was cleveland what i watched last night <laughs> where they had 12 men on the field and they couldn't yeah. even operate a couple of times 
like I think it's okay to go crazy on the podium and say it to everybody that that's inexcusable, you know. And Ur Urban's very calm right now, and it's like okay, it's two and fifteen is going to be all right, I guess, as long as we do a little bit better on third downs. Like I know he doesn't mean that and believe that and no, feel no, that, no, no. but at no the same time, would. it's kind of. I thought he'd be a little more out of his mind being 2-9 and nine in the offense operating this way. I remember, you know, the whole ordeal at the bar in Cincinnati or whatever like that, that, that went down. And, and you brought up the point that after that, for the next couple of weeks, he kind of lost his bravado. He did. Right? He, he, he didn't seem to, to have, you know, that it factor that we've grown accustomed to have with Urban Meyer. Do you think that is still resonating with him and people in that building where it's like, well, how much can I really get on guys right now? How much can I really, you know, rule with an iron fist? Because maybe we aren't past that point of Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I think maybe there was a little bit of humility there in terms of the people around him that supported him and didn't, like, bail at yeah. the time. And maybe he feels a little old to, hey, listen, I screwed up earlier this year. You guys yeah. are screwing up here and there. So, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hammer you, but let's get it right, right? I'm you trying to get my stuff have right. have my back. I have your back now. A little bit of that. And maybe yeah. that goes a long way, by the way. So I, I think there could be something. And I actually said after the Bills game, I thought he did get his bravado back a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think there's more of that urban. Uh, but when your offense is struggling this much and you're an offensive guy and your special teams are struggling this much and you're a special teams guy, there's no bravado in that. It's more like fix it. <laughs> it's time to fix it. He's getting paid a lot of money now. Mm -hmm. um, and he's been brought in to do a, a tough job, no doubt. They were coming off 1-15. But we have got to see something. And we're now getting to the point where I'm not sure we're going to see anything. Like, mm -hmm. we might go into the 2022 offseason and not have really learned a whole hell of a lot about this football team in terms of growth and the direction that it's going. And that's not a good thing because we thought we'd see something of the sort. Uh, I think that's what's left to play for for the Jags. They have got to see something better than what we're seeing so far. Uh, hope everybody had a good uh, holiday weekend out there. Let's bring in Captain Rick Riles, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Uh, we get him in early here on a Monday. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving, man. Oh, I I competed my tail off. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I pulled right up to the table and 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 I I went off tackle. And I mean I I was fine. I, I, Brent, are you a little worried that we're becoming the Detroit Lions of the South? It, it, I've always thought about Detroit. Well, nobody's gonna go there because they can't win, and they can't win because nobody's ever gonna go there. No serious free agents are going to say, hey, I really want to go to Jacksonville and go and go 2-16. and 16. I mean, is that, well, does that resonate with you? Yeah, well, listen, first of all, Detroit's been losing for a heck of a lot longer. The Jags have lost for 15 years. I know that seems like forever, but it's not <laughs> uncommon, to be honest with you. I mean, there are a lot of other franchises that have done it. Uh, but, yeah, listen, they are in that class of the Lions right now. I don't think the free agency stuff holds as much. Maybe there are some that don't want to play for Urban Meyer because it's Urban Meyer and it's, they've heard some stories or whatever that might be. But the money talks, man. I mean, the Jags have money. If they pay enough money and they judge the market right, they can land guys. That is never going to – I don't think that's as big a problem as people say. We've seen it once in a while, and they probably actually benefited. Olivier Vernon is a guy that wanted to play in New York and took a little more money, even though, or the Jags had, had ponied up just about as much money, but he said, I, I would rather play in New York. I don't want to play in Jacksonville. But very few times I think that's happened if the money's right, uh, Captain Rick. Okay. All right. Well, I'm ready to see some more Calais Campbell's come running in here. <laughs> Me too. Myself, I tell you. Hey, let's talk.
start fishing because it was really good over the weekend, regardless of what you were doing. It just seemed to be one of those weekends. Captain Robert Johnson reported from the Jody Lynn 2 from the Gulf Stream that they had a great catch of tuna. They had a handful of wahoo, um, had three or four sailfish bites. The sailfish seemed to be back in shore about 130, 140 feet. Then you get out to 180 feet, and it's wahoo and tuna. And, man, that's that's some, some good fishing right there. And the guys, uh, hopefully this week, it looks like we got a couple of days that even the smaller boats may be able to do it. You get a little bit closer to shore, and the mutton snapper biting really well. Um, on the Jody Lynn 1 yesterday, I know they had eight of the big mutton snapper. Man, that is some great eating. Had plenty of trigger fish and vermilions to go in on that. I know Tim Altman on the hoodoo got in on that. He had a real nice catch of trigger fish. That was a pretty sloppy ride home. Get back inshore, and the fishing's really good. David Borey said the water is cleared up back on the flats tremendously. It's crystal clear now, and they can sight fish the reds. What the reds are doing in these higher tides of the afternoon they're getting up on what was exposed at low tide as a mud flat because the sun warms it. Even if the weather's cold, the sun will beat down into that mud and it will be the warmest water around. The Reds are taking advantage of that in the afternoon. So we're going to have those conditions almost all week. So it's going to be a very, very good week to fish. I don't see any wind coming in until Friday, but there's one thing you can count on. We'll be back tomorrow to check on it with another fishing report brought to you by CSS Landscaping. They are paying top dollar for top landscapers and workmen's quick fix plumbing. Thank you, Brent. All right, have a good one, Captain Rick. Appreciate it. Uh, that is Captain Rick Rouse, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Speaking of eating, uh, prime rib good on Thanksgiving, <sighs> Brent. I'll tell you what, man. Turkey. We'll see you later. I don't. I don't have any turkey again in my life. We went prime rib, and I, and I couldn't have been happier with the decision. Prime rib three nights in a row, though. Little excess, right? Because we did Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, my son had other stuff, but I mean, my wife did as well. But I'm like, eh, we got prime rib. It was like a seven-pound prime rib. Keep it coming. Let's so go. I had some leftovers. So, yeah, I was very how impressed with how that How much of the work did out. you do or Cody do most of it? I found the recipe. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I screenshot the recipe and sent it to her. All right. Okay. Do, do you want to ask how much did you contribute to your Thanksgiving meal? Nothing. That's why I got I out like of town. It. See, that's right. You are out of town. That's right. <laughs> How was yours, man? I mean, yours was a lot. It's good. Cooler than mine. Yeah, yeah we good time. Mom was surprised to listen to the show. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't listen to the show. Good. She didn't know. She didn't mom for not listening to the show, but that, a good thing she didn't listen to the her. show. That's on her. Uh, so, yeah, it was good. It was good to be home and and uh, see everybody. We got a couple of snowflakes. Kids likes that. Went to the pizza spot? Kids like that. Or was it closed? No, it's closed. Oh, that's right. So we didn't so. do the pizza spot. Dang. Uh, but we had some good eats. Cool. Donuts. I told you. Did you see my tweet about the donuts? I didn't. See, in Rhode Island, Wisconsin has the same things as Rhode Island sometimes. sometimes. There's funny words. We call chocolate sprinkles or rainbow sprinkles. They call them jimmies. Jimmies? Yeah. That's not a Wisconsin okay. thing. Yeah. Well, so for this conversation, <laughs> for some reason, in Rhode Island only, maybe a small part of Massachusetts, yeah. they have chocolate frosted donuts. Yeah. With chocolate sprinkles on them. Yeah. But if you go to any other Dunkin' Donuts, you won't find them anywhere. Now, huh. now you, I don't know why. Now you, you love chocolate, obviously. I don't love chocolate, no, but I love these at. donuts. Really? And it's a huge difference between rainbow sprinkles or chocolate, chocolate sprinkles. chocolate sprinkles. So, Jimmy's. Ty, by the way, had like more than a dozen donuts. I hope he steps on the scale and it's like 120. <laughs> yeah, you better get on a shape. We got to go to the hospital. Okay. <laughs> Man, sometimes it's that metabolism boosted. All right, football at five rolls on. Shad Khan has owned the team 10 years 
technically today. It's, it might not be a technicality, but mm. uh, the announcement was 10 years ago today. How's he done? We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back on ESPN 690. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.